Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liljeno, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Oh man, I hope you are ready for what I've got lined up for you for today. This is an interview with my friend Esteban Benitez Valle. He's an international four-star event rider from Spain. He's also a six-time European Championship competitor and he's headed for the Olympic Games in Paris 2024. Apart from that, he's also running his own business where he's coaching riders and he's training and selling event horses. And apart from all this, he's just a freaking nice guy. He's just as committed to other people's success as to his own success. And he is so happy to share his knowledge. In fact, it's one of his passions as well to just share all the knowledge that he's got with other riders. He's just extremely inspiring. And I'm not going to lie when I'm saying I was smiling for an hour straight when I had this interview with him. And I'm so, so honored to be able to call him my friend and so, so happy to be able to share this interview with you so that you can also get to know Esteban. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Super, super welcome, Esteban, to the podcast, to the show. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. So please tell us who's Esteban. Who is Esteban? Esteban is a normal guy from the south of Spain who, who had a dream or who has a dream. And I just let everything there follow in my dream. So that's basically who am I? I'm not coming from a rich family or in a rich area or nothing like this. I'm just a worker. And, and like this, I have moving all around Europe, uh, finding my own way to get good horses, owners, sponsors. And so far, so good. We have to get better, but for sure. We are in a good way, I think so. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I I love that you introduced yourself. That I'm 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 someone from the south of Spain that decided to follow my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is just. I think I should start introducing myself like that as well. I'm Jocelyn. I'm from Very simple. I, I decided to follow my dream. I love it. So so tell us where where did it all start? Where did you get into horses? What was your first experience with horses? Tell us from the beginning. So my father, my father used to ride. He he was not a competition rider. He was doing more like horsemanship and stuff, and um, riding in the Spanish way. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know the Spanish way, but it's not a classical dressage or something like this. It's more like a, a dressage for the countryside and uh, to deal with the cows and. I don't know if you know about it, but my father was doing this. He had, he has really a lot of feeling. And so since I was like, I think the first time I got on the horse was uh, three or four with my dad, you know, like he was carrying me. Yeah. And then I started uh, riding ponies uh, when I was six or seven. And I have been competing in ponies 
and then um, I got a mare when when I was nine. I was quite tall by the time. Mm -hmm. I'm actually tall now, uh, so I could ride uh, a bigger mare. And actually, I did my first two star when I was eleven. That it's wow. not allowed, but in that time it was allowed uh, with a permission of my parents and so on. So I did my my two star when I was eleven in Spain. Um, I got eliminated, but uh, <laughs> but I. I get to the number 15 in the cross country and I was clear in the show jumping. But anyway, uh, afterwards I have been like competing with 12, 13, 14. I've been always competing in two star with this mare. And um, so afterwards I, I got another horse, another mare that uh, my father bought like really cheap because she was um, uh, in a farmer's place. She didn't have any fancy uh, breeding or something like this, but she was jumping from one side to the to the neighbor. So the farmer wanted to get rid of this mare and my father just bought it for something like 2000 or something like this in the old time. Wow. You know, it was not euros in that time. Um, with this mare, we did everything. Um, so I went to the European Championship of juniors, 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 your own riders. And I ended up doing the World Cup the, in 2000, uh, 2011, I think. I was 20 years old. Um, so afterwards, uh, afterward, I, I started uh, studying mathematics. That mm -hmm. actually, I, I wanted to be a, a math teacher, and because I like I like to be a teacher and I like math, mm -hmm. so I started in the university and. And yeah, also that's why I, I got to know you because yeah. I, I we met each other in the student writers competition. Yeah. Um, after four five four years uh, doing mathematics, uh, uh, then I had the opportunity to to come abroad um, with someone who that I was riding horses for, and I had two horses from him, and he said that he. He would like me to keep uh, training and learning in other countries. Um, so I had the, the choice of England or, or Germany, that you know that they are mm -hmm. both the best in, yeah. in the world, practically. Um, and uh, through a friend of mine, a Spanish friend of mine, Maria Pinedo, who was training with Emma Lesh here in Germany, uh, she said, oh, Emma is looking for a rider. Maybe you go there and try and so i went um i went to to germany it was really cold it was in december <laughs> it was really really cold like i was never that never never ever it was so cold um so i came here and i thought man this is well okay but it's okay what I have i done <laughs> i was working a lot for one week and then like two weeks later, Emma called me and said, uh, for me, you could come here and I like your writing and, and stuff. So in January, 17th of January, January, really cold. <laughs> I moved from the south of Spain with 21 degrees to Germany with minus 17 degrees. So the, fir <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first day that I arrived here, minus 17 degrees it was the coldest um, it was the coldest afterwards i i heard that it was the coldest uh, winter in in yeah. so many years and it was like yeah exactly the day i came the day i came and it, my horses were horrible they were freezing they they yeah. couldn't move 
when I took them out of the box the first time uh, in the morning, the first day in the morning, they, they had the muscles so tight and they were come, yeah, we were 21 degrees in, in the south of Spain. So it was a massive difference. And yeah, so the plan, I, I came to Germany with this, uh, with this owner and, and the plan was the European Championship in 2017. I had a good mare that she was mm -hmm. doing um, two-star, three-star in, in, in the new system. Um, yeah, we started training, training, training. Uh, I was competing horses from Elma. I, was, I learned so much from Elma and I had the... Um, I, I was very lucky to, um, to find a very good trainer here mm -hmm. at Elma. Um, his name is Julian Trevor Ropa and he's from England and he was training me by when I was at Elma and he really made me believe in myself because when I came to Germany I thought I had no idea my writing is not good and <clears throat> I had to learn everything from the German because, my, because I come here to learn and I, I really thought like I really thought that it, I was very bad and I had to change everything and this uh, this man said uh, to me, you have to believe in yourself. You are good on what you are doing and and you have to follow your way and don't let many people change your feeling. Keep that way. So so I did it. I have to say, Elma respect a lot my way of writing because mm -hmm. my way of writing from the South of Spain is not the same than in Germany. In Germany, the people write different. Mm -hmm. We are more like French style, like soft and writing um you know and and emma respect a lot my way of riding and he let me work with his horses and we sold a lot of horses and we compete uh, in foster with many of them so and afterwards uh, when i compete in the european championship for the first time uh, seniors 2017 so i got to um, the people got to know me like mm -hmm. You get appearance in the in the European Championship. Then people get to know me, and I started getting contacts. And in 2000, after two and a half years with Elma, uh, I decided to start my own business. So um, 2018, I started the difficult journey. <laughs> the, cha the challenging journey. Let's challenge. Say. Yeah, like <laughs> Everything is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. And since then, I I have my own stable and. So I manage everything, owners, pupils, horses for sale, horses for competition. Um, but I'm still in, uh, still following my dream, that is Olympic mm -hmm. Games. So luckily I got some nice owners who are supporting me. And so far, so good. Hopefully it stays like this. And hopefully we we have sound horses. And that and that's uh, that's a little bit my way. In, uh, it's a little bit how everything happened. I love this. And I, I, I love hearing this because I already said before we started recording, actually, I know you, Esteban, from the student writers, but but I never knew actually your full story. So it's really interesting to hear how it all came to to place, like say, and, and really get to know you, the, the person behind behind the Esteban that I know from the student writers. So uh, really, really nice. Um, something that really caught me was when you said that you, when you came to Germany, that you didn't believe in yourself, because to me, you are this guy who's just one with a horse. You've always seemed so confident. Whenever I said seen you at the student writers, you've always seemed so confident and really like you, 
you own it, that you're one with a horse and that you have all this talent. And it's really interesting to hear that you came to Germany thinking that you were not great in it and, and all those kind of things. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Um, I might look confident and I am confident, but I am thinking always like I have to improve. I have to be better. And uh, there are so many writers that they think, oh, I'm so good and I am amazing and so on. I, I always think I have to get better. I have yeah. to get better. I have, I'm not good enough. And, and sometimes I'm like, hey, whoa, take it easy. It's going well. <laughs> but uh, the other side of me is like the push, 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 push. I want more, more, more. And yeah. when I compare myself with top, 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 top writers and I compare mm -hmm. with them, I'm not going to compare with the, with the normal ones. Mm -hmm. uh, so I still have a lot to. Um, when I came to Germany, so I thought everybody here was really amazing because they win everything. And, you know, so yeah. uh, I thought I have to learn from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my writing was was good, but uh, I knew that I had to change many things. But at the end, I didn't have to change so many things. I mm -hmm. have the feeling that I had is uh, I, I, I was told, don't change it. Don't mm -hmm. change it. Like, because there are some people who... I think there are many people who come to Germany with a good writing and they end up, sorry to say, fucked up because right. they try to change many things and they try yeah. to, at the end, you have to follow your way yeah. and you have to listen to the other people and you have to combine uh, mm -hmm. what they say for what you feel. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I learned because many people, they get a lesson and, and from 10 things, they try to do the 10 things. Mm -hmm. If uh, you can give me a lesson. Anyone can give me a lesson that if you tell me 10 things, I would pick up whatever I think it's good for me. Yeah. Or, and afterwards I can think, or she said this, is it good for me? Is it good for my style or mm -hmm. not? You know, but not always trying to do what the people say. Um, and that's, that's what many, the problem of, of many writers that the, you have to follow your, your feeling and you have to mm -hmm. follow how you write and your style. And maybe you get a teacher who is telling you 10 things and three are very interesting and seven is not uh, in your way or it's mm -hmm. not uh, your style. So yeah. I'm happy to write with everyone and I am always trying to learn from everyone because from everyone I can learn. Yeah. And, and yeah, you tell me 10 things and I pick whatever I think is necessary. Maybe I pick nothing, but for sure mm -hmm. I pick something from everyone, everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's just a good way of looking at it, I think as well, that trusting yourself and trusting that you actually know a lot of things. I know, I think we all know, we're all unique, right? And we all have our own ways. And it's really easy to start when you see other people doing other things. It's really easy to start to doubt yourself and be like, oh, my way is not the right way. And I shouldn't be doing like that and start to doubt yourself and be like, I have to be like someone else. But really, like you say, it, we all have our unique capabilities. Um, and I think it's, I, I love hearing that you just say like, make it your own thing. Pick out what you think is working, try it out, and then make your own uh, Frankenstein monster. I was always going to say, but something right. that is your 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 own style, right? You don't have to try to be someone else. Pick out what you think is working and create your own create your own style. Yeah. Comparing yourself with other people is it's uh, sometimes frustrating, also for the timing, because each writer has a timing. 
Each mm -hmm. horse has a timing. Sometimes a six-year-old can be competing 130 classes and the other mm -hmm. one is doing one meter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that this horse is bad. It just has a different time. You cannot compare if yeah. your horse has a lot of thoroughbred, uh, you cannot compare with another one who has not thoroughbred. So it's mm -hmm. difficult. Sometimes you have to know how to compare yourself. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's also a problem that I have sometimes. Uh, now it's much better, but at the beginning, I tried to compare myself with like, everyone or not everyone but many people and i was like oh and he's doing this and i'm not doing this and blah, blah, blah. um like try not to compare yourself with so many people and try to have your own timing yeah it's it's an advice that i could give you 100 <laughs> percent. yeah I, I i couldn't agree more I, I see that actually with a lot of my clients as well they they compare themselves and to the wrong people right they would compare themselves to mm -hmm. someone that is way further ahead or have way more money or have way more horse than, and it's putting yourself in a very unfair position right because mm -hmm. and then you're making yourself feel bad because you're not there yet but but we just have different we come from different places, right? In the in the horse riding sports, let's be honest. There's this there's money plays a big part. Where you grow up plays a big part, uh, and it's it's everyone is on their own journey. And I think what matters most is just making what you making the most of what you've got, right? Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that you're 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 someone who's really really done that. Hearing what you came from, okay, you had a background in horses. Your dad did horses. But for you as well, like it's so easy to look at you, I think, and be like, oh, guy, this guy has all the talent and it must be so easy for him. But I think there's so much more to the to, there's so much more behind it that goes into it. That is all behind. I I push myself and I mm -hmm. look 1000 times the videos that I make in competitions like you can't believe how much I how much I put on myself yeah. to to try to ride better and better and yep. better and better and better because it's a long way. It's really mm -hmm. a long way. Mm -hmm. It's really a long way. Yeah. And also controlling yourself mentally. Mentally, mm -hmm. that's really important. And, mm -hmm. and this is this is something that you you are not born. You, you don't know how to um, like you go to a show, you know, and you do dressage and cross country and you are in the lead mm -hmm. and you go to show jumping and 70% is your mind, like, or, or 80 or 90. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you, can easy, you can easy make a mistake only because you are thinking that you are in the lead. And yep. if you go in the lead and if you go to the show jumping and you are the last one, it's not the mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. Then you ride with more confidence and so on. Yeah. So that's something that we have to work on because um, we, 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 we don't train or we have not the chance to train at home to go to the course being on the lead. Mm -hmm. It's only on the show. Exactly. So you have to make, you have to fail a lot of times till you get the the gold medal, you mm -hmm. know? And there are some people who had it more, more easier and, and for some people it's easier because they are more cold in the, in the motions or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, for me, and that's something that I am, really working on it and it's getting much better this year but i am from the south of spain i am very emotional and mm -hmm. when everything goes good it's like wow 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 everything yeah. goes good but when everything goes bad it's like more more yeah so i'm trying to stay like in the yeah. middle trying yeah. to stay like in the middle is the like when things are going super good it's good it's good but we don't mm -hmm. have to wow, we don't have to and when things goes wrong 
we also don't have to be so sad because we also have another chance and 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 so my and this is something that i'm really working on in the last year months Mm -hmm. uh, because i realized how important it is Mm -hmm. and I think I told you one time when I was in, in in the competition in Holland that it was just the final of the of the of the Champions League and Real Madrid was losing till the last moment, like till the last minute. It was unbelievable, and suddenly they suddenly they started scoring goals. Yeah. Some people went out of the stadium and so on, and that's the mentality and yeah. the and the strong strong mentality, and it's it's very difficult not to get down and when mm-hmm. things goes wrong it's very difficult not to think oh man everything is going wrong because then another mm-hmm. thing goes wrong another exactly. thing another thing another thing another thing yeah and that's working that's something that i this year for me it's like i'm really focused on controlling more my mind because mm-hmm. it's all it's all it's really all it's everything yeah, I, I find it amazing to hear you say this because being at the level that you are competing at the level and being the level of professionalism that you are and hear you talk about this, how important it is. Obviously, I, I, I'm I, a mental coach, right? I, I, I know how important this is, but it's really nice to hear someone like you also talk about this with such high importance. So you said you started working this like a year, year and a half, a year ago, like really yeah. intensively. What made you actually start to get into it? What made you realize that this actually has plays a major part? Um, fails, fails, fails mm-hmm. by by fails, and by realizing that the the fail was because of me. Yeah. Because I, because of mistakes that you do when you are nervous, mistakes that yeah. you do when you are in pressure, mm-hmm. and then you say, "Man, why I get nervous? In two weeks, nobody remember like you when I win." <laughs> I win an international competition and in the moment the people yeah. the, the people leave the moment and the moment yeah. everything is good wow and the social media and you get interviews and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. facebook blah, blah, blah. but after one week or 10 days it's gone yeah. it's gone your competition like in my in my place in my case i i have a competition every week so uh, i we i win an international on sunday and then on wednesday i go uh, mm-hmm. young horses competition maybe Put back, in cold German, back in cold Germany. Okay. <laughs> I put three down, and then it's like it's gone. It's uh, yeah. you know. So so after failing, I thought, yeah, I I should not I should not be because as I told you, I'm very emotional. I, I should not be so like if I go to the arena, I try to do 100 what I can do, what mm-hmm. I have been trained to do. Yeah. And if it goes well, good. And if it goes bad, it's okay also. We go next week another competition. Yeah. Or we go in two weeks or whatever. In two weeks, we keep training because in two weeks, nobody remember. If you have a really bad distance, even if you have a bad distance and everybody's looking, uh, watching television, in two weeks, nobody remember. Yeah. So in the moment, it's like yeah. crap. Like, yeah, it happened, but you could keep going. Life keep going. Life keep going always. And... And that's why I started um, working on on it uh, when I'm in competition to control more my my feeling and to control more my the, the situation. 
Also because I'm the manager in the stable. So when I go competition, I'm still living here 15, 16 horses, you know, and this 15, 16 horses, I still get injured when I'm not here. And normally everything happens when I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but every time I'm not here, law. suddenly uh, the drinker is broken. Uh, oh, there is no electricity. Yeah. Uh, the farrier had to come, but he doesn't come. Uh, and we have a client for this horse and now he has no shoe. So... <laughs> Uh, so when I'm in competition, I'm also a manager. So I have to yeah. divide like competition focus and managing the stable. And that's also difficult. It's very difficult. Like you go to the ring mm -hmm. and then you have uh, a vet check fail at home, yeah. uh, horse who lost the shoe, mm -hmm. uh, the hay didn't arrive on time. So you <laughs> have no hay for tomorrow morning. So you have to ask for the neighbor. So you have to organize yeah. that the neighbor coming here. It's too many things. And so I am trying to, to organize everything in my head, like, mm -hmm. um, like, um, like having some books, different books. So the books is there, the book of the stable is here, the book of the competition is, and try to divide it. and organize my head in, in depending in which situation I, I am. But obviously it's not easy. It's mm -hmm. not easy. And it's really affect me sometimes. Like I, I had, I was in Belgium mm -hmm. uh, last week in Arville. Yeah. Um, and suddenly my head girl at home called me saying that two of the other girls had a fight and they left. So oh. <laughs> two of the two of the student girls that I had here, they left because they had a fight and they didn't want to be anymore together yeah. and they left. Suddenly uh, I am in competition. I have to compete and I have to organize someone else to come to my stable to help. Yeah. and yeah it's not easy to be if i would have a, more money i could have a manager who is doing all of this but i have to do everything myself because i'm yeah. finding my way so mm -hmm. but yeah slowly i'm slowly learning from from experience we have to learn from experience from failing but as i said Mm, we keep going we keep going whatever happens you keep going yeah i love this and you've already actually mentioned uh, a couple of really good tips because that's something that i want to ask you like what have you done so far to to sort of fix this and and by the way i really appreciate you talking so openly about those challenges because those are things that everyone have and trust me those things that you've mentioned a lot of my clients mentioned the same things like running a business an equestrian business being competitions being able to focus on that a horse not being sold all those kind of stuff and then you're sitting there in the moment and you need to be the top athlete only being focused on your performance um so what have you like you already mentioned this thing with the library i already write it down like pulling out different books i love that idea but do you have any other tips of things that you're doing to improve mentally and to be able to keep your focus when you're at the competition? Um, to be honest, uh, breathing is um, something that I started uh, this year to mm -hmm. like this year to, to focus more. The breathing is very important and it helps helps me to calm myself down when I have a when I have a competition and problems <laughs> in the other and uh, and yeah at the end there is not much than what I said uh, just trying mm. to give the 100 percent and try to say okay for 30 minutes yeah the wall is over and yeah. we'll, we're gonna do a test 
-hmm. and we have to do the test and try to it's difficult but i'm it, you can get it like in the moment you get on the horse it's easier than before mm -hmm. because when you are preparing yourself you put the helmet and the jacket and so on you are like oh, blah, blah, blah. in the moment you get into yourself you are going with long reins to the arena then you start breathing and thinking like okay i have a lot of problem the ball is going down in my stable <laughs> but right now i have the test i came here to make the test i have been training with my trainer and so on yeah. so we can do it yeah even if it with even even if the um, business situation is good or is bad you still have trained you still have uh, invest a lot of time and you still can do it because you are able to do it it's only your mind that is yeah. you know yeah. so the way to the ring is very important breathing and concentrate that in 30 or 45 minutes normally that it takes between the test and the warming up and so on 45 mm -hmm. minutes you have to be out of everything yeah and do you feel that it's working it's working yeah it's working it's getting much better yeah yeah super so what about the reel how did it go actually in that reel which one in our reel you said you were in, in our reel. weekend yeah so in Arville, uh, I finished 10th in the three-star, it was place. Then the, the mayor that I had for the, um, uh, for the World Games did a easy cross-country round and mm -hmm. so on. She finished fit and she was not placed, but she was in the middle of the, of the board. And then I took um, uh, another four-star horse that I'm taking to Copenhagen next week. Only I did a guinea pick in the Fosta and then I asked Lara and the TV and they were very nice to let me do the show jumping afterwards mm -hmm. when everything was finished. Yeah. Uh, so I have three horses. Um, it was successful, I think so. Uh, for sure, things could go better. I, With the mayor, I was 10th. I could have been second, but um, in, the, in, the, in the triple combination, I didn't have a, the perfect distance in the first one, so I had the the second and the third down of the triple combination. It's a shame, you know, that the combination, if you don't have a, um, a very good distance, it was an upright before, it was a short distance for her, it was not a catastrophic distance, but you know, when you have a not the perfect distance in the first element, then the second and the third you, mm -hmm. you paid at the end. Yeah. So I paid it and she could have been second because she did a good research, good cross country, but she had uh, these mistakes in the show jumping. And in general, I was um, I was happy there. The the place is amazing. And mm -hmm. I'll come back. Last time I was there was five years ago and improved so much. Yeah. Very good ground. They work so much for the ground. Yeah. And they had parties every day. I didn't go to one of them, I have to say. I'm not like the old one. <laughs> All times now I want to be a little bit more concentrated. I always think like, oh, the next day I'm like you. Yeah. Um, but they had amazing parties because I could hear it from the lorry, and, and it was very, very funny, very funny, a very nice competition. Yeah. So, so if I'm allowed to ask you, so, so you mentioned, yeah, I was ten, I could have been second. Like, that is a great example. I think. Like, how did you deal with that? Mentally, how did it make you feel? How did you cope with that to, you know, to keep on moving forward and not allow that to bring you down then? 
Um, so basically, I've, um, I like to see in which place I will have been without the mistakes, because mm -hmm. then you realize in what you can achieve. You know, the, the, yeah. the three-star class was very competitive, like Ingrid Klinke, Julia Krajewski, um, like they were like top top three or something like this and they had very good horses and it was not only these two there was a lot of very good riders so it was a very competitive field and so realizing that i could have been very good without these um tiny mistakes mm -hmm. it's it makes me think like well we are going good because yeah because you know but also with this mistake it's like okay i had to do I have to fail also to learn. Some competitions has been very good and I have been top three, top five. And in this competition, I could have been, yeah, but it didn't happen. So it's not that I, I'm, I'm not sad. I was not sad about it. Like the mayor jumped really good. The whole course, she was good. And she was feeling good. That's one of the most important thing because sometimes you go out of the arena with two falls, like, mm -hmm. boy couldn't control the horse the horse was pulling a lot and yeah. and you are not happy or sometimes you had a like in my in my situation the triple combination you put two down like yeah mm -hmm. it's a mistake but it doesn't feel like mm, so bad the rest of the course she was good and she mm -hmm. mm, a good feeling so i i follow the feeling that i have in each class it doesn't matter if i have a three three down like you can have th three down you can have the last three down and you can also do the rest of the course really good and, mm -hmm. and put the last three down that were very uh, silly mistake you know then you say okay when i had a, a mistake at the end of the course you have to train more that um, that you jump courses longer at home because sometimes yeah. the people make course six fences seven fences mm -hmm. eight fences at home and and it's okay so and the horses they start having mistakes at the end of the course you have to know you have to see why they did the mistakes and mm -hmm. make it better for the next time the next time we try again if it works works if it's not we keep going but we try keep again. going is the, keep going is the key yeah. like i will always keep going always yeah. always keep going it doesn't matter what it happens i always keep going i love that I, there's this book actually that i'm i'm just reading it's called the power of one more it's always like <laughs> the, the key to being successful is literally just to just one more, just do it one more time and one more time and one more time. And uh, it just mentally works so well where you go, like, if you have a tough time, just just going to do it one more time. But if you keep on doing it one more time, eventually you'll be successful. Yeah, for me, um, what it's um, also helping me a lot is thinking like everything will be fine. Like. Yeah. At the end, everything will be fine. Normally, a rider is very successful when we are 40, 45, mm -hmm. 50. So mm -hmm. you see the top riders, how old they are. So yeah. I'm 30, I'm getting, turning 31 this year. So it's like I'm working a lot and it's going well and so on, but it's like it will come, the time will come. So I have to just keep working in the same line and it will come. Yeah. At the end of the day, everything will be fine. Yeah. So I'm just having this that long like it's gonna come it's gonna happen we just have to follow the way and we have to keep working every day because it's gonna happen yeah. so believe in the in the goal i believe in my goal i really believe in my goal yeah. i know it's gonna happen i i know it's gonna and if the horses get injured or whatever it's gonna happen it's gonna take longer maybe but it's gonna happen like we have to mm. believe that it's gonna happen because yeah. if you don't believe then yeah. 
it's all gone. Yeah, 100%. So it's going to happen. It doesn't matter yeah. how long it takes. Maybe it takes five years, maybe 10 <laughs> years, 15. I don't know. I know it will, it will come. Yeah. The great day will come. I don't know when, but it will come. It will come. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. And I think this is really such a important thing also in order to be successful. Just knowing, just being so committed that it's like, I'm going to make it happen or I'll die trying. Like there's no other option. Like it's going to happen. Just yeah. knowing that it will be there. I don't know. Like don't have to put a time span to it. Don't put an expectation that it has to be by then or it has to be by then. Just knowing and 100% believing that it will happen. That is, um, yeah. Yeah. Time restrictions are very frustrating sometimes, mm -hmm. but I put no time restriction to my life. Mm -hmm. Never. Like, okay, if I, if an owner come to me and say, yeah. I want to sell my horse in two months, it's another thing. But that's not achieving a sport goal. Like, no, this is only selling horse. This is different. Yeah. But um, in, in terms of sport and life, like, I don't put times. Like, I don't say I have to be competing in Fosta with this horse at the mm -hmm. end of the year, you know? I mm -hmm. say, like, I keep going with the horse. If it feels good, then I do four star. If it doesn't feel 100%, then I keep doing three star and the time will come. You yeah. know, I have one horse like this actually. Mm -hmm. The man who was standing in the I want to do four star with her. And the owner wants to do four star with her. And the owner is asking me, when are you going to do four star? And I say, it will happen. Yeah. I want to do four star more than you. I want to do four star, <laughs> but I want to do four star in a good way. Yeah. So I just come, we are three stars, three stars, three stars, till the time that I am like 100% sure this horse is ready for four star. And then they will do it, they will do it fine. I will avoid um, injuries, I will avoid uh, mental problems for the horse. And it's mm -hmm. much better when, oh wow, one sentence very important that my English trainer told me, a British trainer told me, is it, it's really in my mind. Listen, take the time it takes takes less time that this is. sentence is unbelievable it's unbelievable take the time it takes will take you less time is it like that takes or? less time yeah yeah exactly less time that's a good one yeah it's this this one is here for the yeah. horses is very important for the young horses it's really important yeah. if you put a horse doing two star with six year old at the beginning of the season because they feel very good and so on maybe it will take a longer time that if you wait a little bit more and you make the horse ready, you know, at the end, we start the problem. That's why it, it takes less time because when you do things properly and yeah. you take the time that it takes, it takes less time at the end. When you do things fast, especially with horses and with people yeah. and with, with animals, it's like this. If you, take, if you take the time that it needs, then it will take less time at the end. Mm -hmm. yeah a really a really good lesson I, I i got a similar advice from from karin donkers also i, I bought a four-year-old recently and i had one lesson with karin and she said also don't be in a hurry you'll be fine like i think it's a good horse but yeah. take your time like you can yeah. never ever be in a hurry especially not with a horse like this and and i'm trying as much as possible to adapt that way of thinking as well like i believe in this horse i'm gonna give him the time and we'll see what happens i believe in him but there's no time frame to it but was I really got to ask you though, like, because something that I'm so sometimes a little bit in between with when you have that mentality, but how do you do it with goals then? Like, how do you set goals for yourself? Because I'm guessing that you're setting goals for yourself. 
Um, I set short-term goals, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, but I, I set short-term goal on, like, not what something, not something that the horse maybe don't achieve. Like, if you are doing three stars. You don't say, oh, I want to do 35 in uh, in, in 30, 30 in dressage in Fosta at the at the end of the year because it, it's a difficult, you know. Mm -hmm. I set myself easier goals. Yeah. Like I try to be under 30 in dressage with this horse who is doing 33, 34 in dressage. Yeah. That can happen in one year, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't break the horse the big, because sometimes the people set goals that can break a horse mm -hmm. or can break yourself mentally, like mm -hmm. set goals that are possible to do yeah. and they are not so far away mm -hmm. because the, the far away goals are another one. So we have them. Mm -hmm. We have them. I have them, yeah. but I set them short term goals and my short term goals are not crazy goals are like mm -hmm. i want to finish the whole competition in less than 35 points mm -hmm. but you have to see what you have done in the previous competition if you have yeah. been doing 45 and 50 then if you say i want to finish in less than 35 it's uh, okay you have to work on it it's also possible no but you have to see what you are doing the way that you came from the way that you come and then you set goals but goals possible that uh, you can achieve in one season mm -hmm. and that you don't end up frustrated or your horse end up frustrated so that's what i do my short-term goals are always uh, um, kind of i have one mare doing foster and she's on dressage like 36 37 38 between 36 and 38 so my goal this year is to be able to do 34 in, in foster mm -hmm. yeah she's not a big mover, she has a lot of thoroughbred, but she's very good in cross country and show jumping. So I have to understand that this man is not gonna do 25 in dressage, but she can do double clear. Yeah. So we have to also know what kind of horse we have to set the goal. Yeah. So I'm happy if I can do a 34, 34.5, mm -hmm. something like this in dressage, because mm -hmm. that's why I'm working and it's nothing impossible. Mm -hmm. We have to work on it, but it's nothing impossible. Ah, I'm not going to say I want to do 30 in dressage with this man because then it's a, I'm going to end up frustrated. Yeah. So I'll set easier goals for short terms yeah. and more difficult goals for long terms. Yeah. But then you have to respect the time for the long term goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talking about that, because I, I, and I totally agree with you, I, I always say set realistic goals short, like short term goals should be realistic. But then if we talk about like long term goals, they don't have to be realistic. You should no, just dream. I, think no, big. No, think big. Think you agree? Big. Yeah, I love it. Totally. <laughs> so talking totally. about that, what is, what is your someday goal then? My someday goal? Look, I am... Um, I have... Um, I have several goals in my life. The first one... The first one, it's... Um, I want to be happy. Like I want to end up my life and say, okay, I have done all I wanted to do. I don't have to win the gold medal in the Olympic games. I know that I don't have the sponsors and I don't have these amazing lorries and I don't have these amazing horses. No, I'm just a normal person. Maybe it happened. I don't know. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to cry because I know my situation is like, 
Okay, it's already far away what I got now. So, but I want to write badminton. I want to write world games that I will do hopefully in a couple of weeks. And uh, I want to write Olympic games, European champions, several of them. And I want to do all the big tour, the big tour, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, like, I don't need to win them because I know my situation. But I want to be there and I want to try to be competitive, of course. Um, so I want to end up the days thinking I have done all the competition I wanted to do. And also I, I have helped as much as people as possible I could I could help because also the people who come from Spain to ride with me also German people ride with me and try uh, to follow my way and to learn from from me and so on so it also fills my heart when I help another people um, I also want to let uh, legacy is the name legacy mm -hmm. yeah legacy of people who have following my way of writing because my way of writing is my way of writing and not so many like me here it's a different way of writing um so at the end of the days i want to yeah as i said i want to have done all the all the competition that i mentioned and i want to see that i help as much people as possible uh, and uh, and and be happy with my family my wife and that's the my my aim in life yeah you know i don't want to i don't want another thing than having my family and 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 my competition horses and that's all i want yeah. that's all i want so at the end be happy so i i yeah I, i'm just sitting here i wish everyone could see me smile they can't because it's a podcast obviously but i'm just sitting here smiling because it makes me feel so good to hear you talk about this it's incredible I, you're talking of course about your big competition goals but equally also that you just want to be happy and most of all, that you want to help other people, that you want to leave a legacy behind and you want to, that way of, that you're riding, you want to teach people and you want to pass that on. I think that's that's incredible. And I, I think that's something you don't hear a lot of people talk about. A lot of people, when I ask about their something goal, everyone would mention competitions that they want to be doing and including myself, right? But I do think that's a really powerful thing to have because it's not only about you, right? It's, a, it's about so many other people also, which makes it, I think, as a motivator to keep on going when things get tough. It's a really strong motivator, right? Because you're not only doing it for yourself, you're also doing it for a lot of other people. It makes me, it makes me really, really happy when I see someone uh, who is beside of me and has mm -hmm. success. And there are some writers who they don't like that someone beside they are more competitive or something. But I love when like yeah. people who are uh, with me and so on when they are success successful and they it it makes me really so I prefer that I that they win instead of that I win. Like when when they are second or third or they win and I am also placed but maybe tenth oh, with a young horse something like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. This is like it's it's amazing, and that's what. Uh, I really want to do. I want to teach people. I want to, to um, all the knowledge that I have or that I am uh, getting that, to share it with people and to, because wow, I'm I'm following a long way to learn all all of this. So I have to learn mm -hmm. something for the other people, you know, <laughs> not only for me. And yeah, it is like this. Helping other people is for me. Yeah. Is for me. It's for me one of the most important things. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree, agree more. Being a coach and seeing other like my clients and people that I, that I work with succeed, it's, it just brings yeah. you just as much happiness as, as being able to hit your own goals, right? It's, uh, it's incredible. 
But I gotta ask though, like when I think we missed that part. Like when did this moth teacher become a guy that was just like, I'm gonna reach all those goals, I'm gonna teach all those people, I'm gonna go follow my dreams. Like when did that switch happen and how did it happen? Wow. Um to be honest, um it's when in I don't know, like in the education that my father my father is a professor, okay? He mm -hmm. he is a math math prof professor. So mm -hmm. I had math always in my life, like math, 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 math. I was good in math and I was yeah. studying with my dad and, and uh, so um I always wanted to do math. Mm -hmm. So I Math. I'm gonna be mathematic. When I was five years old, I'm like, hey, you're gonna be mathematic. And uh, and so at the beginning, I um the people always said that in in Spain the horse business is difficult. Like mm -hmm. eventing, we have not so much, yeah. especially yeah. because we have not good grounds. It's not rainy, so it's hard. So mm -hmm. we have no competition so much, uh, so much competitions, especially in the summer. So it's like it's better what they say my mom says actually it's better when you have a nice job yeah. and then you can have the horses like your hobby and you yeah. can have one two horses and you can compete and so on so it comes in your mind pa, 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 pa. Yeah. so at the end you start believing in it 100%. so you say okay yeah. i go i do my my <laughs> studies i want to i want to do mathematics and i want to yeah. be a teacher and then i will work from eight to three and then i will go to my horses you know yeah but it got to a point that I said, man, I, 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 I need to be with the horses the whole day. Mm -hmm. Because when I studied the university, I was not full time with horses. Mm -hmm. Then with the university, I started full with the university. Then the second year, I got more horses. So then suddenly I have five horses and I started uh, studying uh, with not all the subjects. So I could do more horses and also both things at the same time. And in the time I was riding with horses, I was like, wow, I want to, I, I really want to do this for all my life. Like waking up, going to the stable, mm -hmm. being in the stable, riding my horses, teaching the people and then finish, I go, I go home and I start again the next day. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to do this, yeah. but I had another thing in my in my head, you know. It, it was like I was studying mathematics for something, and it, it's a very difficult degree. Mm -hmm. Like it, at some point, my father was telling me, "You have to stop writing. You have mm -hmm. to concentrate." Like when I was, um, um, I was four years, but because I, I was not doing all the subjects, I was in the course three. Yeah, and there are four courses in Spain. Yeah. So in the course three, my father told me, for this course, you have to stop riding, or at least one, one horse, but mm -hmm. you cannot keep riding four or five horses. This is crazy. And I was driving him mad because he was teaching me, you know, and I was not going to listen. I was going to ride. I was going to ride. And then I had to go to his office and he was to explain everything to me. And like, I have my private teacher. So I was like, come on, I don't need to go to, to, to the lessons. <laughs> um, at some point, he said, you, you, have, to, you have to decide. Yeah. You want to be a professional writer? Yes. Then go. Don't stay in Spain. Go to England. Go to Germany. Yeah. Try to be the best. Try to be very good. 
But if you stay here, then you do math and you try to be the best in math and you try to be good in math. Mm. So it was my father who said, and, my, and his professor, so he could have told me, you stay here and you finish this, you know? And he said, if you really love this and you really want, if it's your dream to be Olympic rider or whatever, then just go and follow your dream. And it doesn't matter what it takes. Go to Germany. If you ever need money, we we will find a way. But mm. it's not that my father, my parents are rich, but you know, the family, my uncle, we can find a way. You know, you are not gonna end up in the street. Just go there and and yeah. and, and live the adventure. Luckily, I I didn't have to ask for money, but <laughs> you know, uh, I came to live the adventure, and my father was telling me like, yeah go for it like fight for your dreams mm -hmm. like do something with your life that you that you feel like proud of yourself at least to try it's something that you can feel proud when you're old like i want to try and i try 100 mm -hmm. so go and try and i went for it yeah here i am it's a uh, it's really inspiring to hear you talk about this and and I know there's a lot of people out there who sit with a similar thing, but they don't dare to take that step. I think you you're obviously lucky to have a dad that give you such good advice. And I, I and that's something I tell all the people I talk to as well. Focus on one thing. Like don't try to be everything. Like pick one thing and freaking go extreme. Like so many people talk about that they need to have balance. Like they want to have kids and they want to have a home and they want to have uh, the ho horses on the side and they want to. I'm like, you know, you gotta pick one thing that you want to go extreme in. I'm not mm. saying you can't have kids if you want to do horses, but if you want to be really good in something, screw balance, like go freaking extreme. Like if you want to see my garden, it looks like shit because I'm really good at what I do because I go full on in my business instead. But you got to make a choice at a certain point, what it is that you want to really, really, really evolve in if you want to be the best or if you want to be really, really good at something. So uh, I think that was a really good advice that your dad gave you. Um, and I bet he's a, played a huge part in your life. But if you were to give an advice to someone else that is sort of like thinking, oh, I'm not quite doing what I really want to be doing. Um, what would Is that the advice that you would give? Or is there something else that you would sort of give them along the way that has helped you along the way? I would say to, to go out of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I, I know it's very it's very easy to say. Yeah? <laughs> it is right. Let's go out of the comfort zone. <laughs> very hard, but it's so com it's so nice when you go out of the comfort zone and you are like trying it. It's so nice. It's it's very difficult to make the step. Mm -hmm. And there are so many good writers in in Spain that I tried them to come, and it's so difficult to make the step and say like I leave all my friends, my family. I leave everything I have here yeah. and I go 4,000 kilometers away. It's like, it's so difficult. But yeah, once you do it, 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 um, it really feels good. Like yeah. go out of the comfort zone mm -hmm. because there are many people probably watching who are in the comfort, comfort yeah. zone and they exactly. know it. Exactly. And they know it. Yeah. Like go out of the comfort zone as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as possible, like today, yeah. go in bed, make the plan, go out of the comfort zone tomorrow. And in one week, they will feel very good. Yeah. Yeah. And try, and try. Trying is, wow, it's the first part of the, of the gold medal. Mm -hmm. Try. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's another thing. Again, it, it's so easy to look at someone else, someone like you, and be like, yeah, well, he just left Spain and he went to Germany and everything's working out for him. But you had to take that massive leap of faith at a certain point as well, right? <laughs> leaving leaving south of Spain and really saying, I'm gonna go for it. And and I, I bet that wasn't an easy choice to make. Oh no, it, it wasn't for sure. It wasn't, and it was a choice that I I had to think a lot for it you know mm. i had to think a lot for it because i had everything in spain mm. i had my pupils i had my clients i had mm. horses i was competing i was mm. like um i had a team i had everything i needed to have you know i was studying mathematics but i could i could also like i did my i don't know how to say like my master in in equitation so I was master in equitation already when I came here. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did everything I, I needed to have. I I have my job. I have my money every month. Uh, I have my car. I have the horses. Mm -hmm. I have family around. My friends from always. So it, it was not easy. Suddenly I came here that I don't know anybody. Yeah. No one. Anyone. So it's not easy to make a step, but um, in each person has different situation, but trying makes you feel much better. Only the way of say, I tried, I tried, I'm gonna try. Mm. If not, you can always come back. I can always come back. Yeah. I can always come back, you know? Yeah. For me, coming back is losing the game. I have to say, I, got to have <laughs> I don't come back. No, you don't plan back. on coming back anytime soon. No, I got like, <laughs> this thing like it's like coming back is game over. It's like yeah. if I come back home, there is to uh, to look back and see all the everything I I, I have done. But seventy, with seventy to live the life in in Spain. But at the moment, coming back is uh, it's uh, it's losing. It's losing. There's been so much wisdom that you've shared, Esteban, and, and everything that you've talked about makes me 100% sure that you will succeed. You have all the, the, all the keys, really, to be a successful person. Like, you really believe in what you're doing. You know you're going to get there eventually. You don't know when, but you, are, you know that you are going to get there. You're, don't, you're not going to give up. You don't plan on going back home. And you do it for not only for yourself, you do it for other people. You're humble. And you're, you're hungry to learn, right? Everything that you're saying is like, I can always be better. I can always be better. I want to improve and I want to improve. And I think personally that that is what's made you so successful already, right? Made you come so far. And what makes me 100% sure that you're going to get there. If there's anyone in this world that I think is going to get there, it's you. Thank you. I hope you see it. 100%. Yeah, and it's it's just, I've been sitting here shining this whole conversation. It's been amazing to have this. It was really, really nice to get to know you a little bit more deeper. Um, and you're so inspiring. So I'm, I can't wait to share this this episode also with a lot of other people. It's, uh, it's going to be you. really nice. Is there something that you feel like, I, I feel like we touched on a lot of things, but is there something that you feel like you wanted to share or something that we should share or something that we should talk about that we haven't touched upon yet? Um, uh, I think I have, I think I have told you many things. Huh? <laughs> you told me many things, yes, many good things. Things about my life, about my my thinking, the way the way I, I think I share with you my way of thinking. It's mm -hmm. my way of thinking. Mm 
yeah. and it's every day in my head so it was easy to tell you it's nothing that i had to read, write down or something mm. like this um i think that it's nothing else that mm. i have to tell you only if anyone want to join the journey they are welcome yeah now you know my mentality and the people know my mentality so we are we are in a race and if someone want to join more than welcome I want to have I really want to have people I have actually one girl who is who is uh, with the same mm -hmm. spirit as me and I'm very happy that she um we got in the same in in the same uh, we we found ourselves in the way uh, mm -hmm. she's working here for me and she and she has been competing three studies here very successful and uh, she has this spirit that i have and it's really cool and i would love to have a team of people who who have the same spirit mm -hmm. because we are gonna get it like we are gonna be amazing we just don't know when but we are gonna be amazing whoever comes it's gonna be amazing can i come can i come no? <laughs> You can come. You will be. In. I don't. I cannot tell you when. No, I cannot tell you when. But I, I at least yeah. want to come for a training camp with you uh, to be part of the yeah, team. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome here. Anybody's okay. welcome. I love it. So what? What's what? People are you looking? Are you looking for anyone specifically at the moment? Because I mean, let's let's put it out there. Um... I'm. I'm. I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for, you know, at the moment, uh, at the moment, uh, we have enough people, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, we go changing many, many times we change. And at the moment we have uh, one German girl who is coming here next week um, with a horse. Um, um, but I want to get more people with own horses mm -hmm. to fight for it. And and have the same, not not my aim of doing the Olympic Games. They want to have the aim of riding two star, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But to have the goal and say, I'm gonna get it. We go for it. We go for training hard, and mm -hmm. and they are more than welcome because I I train very hard every day, mm -hmm. and and so they can join. They can always join, but. Yeah. Welcome to to the place where they will train a lot and and always welcome here. Um, but it has to be people only with this spirit. Yeah. I want only people with this spirit because yeah. that's what I love. That's what I want. I want people with this spirit. Otherwise, it's uh, um, it's boring for me. It's yeah. boring for me. I want I fighters. It. Fighters, fighters. fighters. Yeah. Esteban looking for fighters to join his team. I'm looking for fighters. I'm always looking for fighters. I have, I have enough, but I want always more because the bigger is the team, the better we are. Yeah, I love it. Super. Uh, so where can actually where can people follow your journey and how can they get in touch with you? So I have my Instagram account, um, Facebook account. Mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram account is uh, AB Eventing. Or when you type, I will, I will, I will put this all in the show notes. So I'll put it in there. I'll tag you in it. Facebook and then Cali Sport Horses. We are also in, in Instagram. I put um, almost every day something about the stable, competitions, horses for sale, horses sold, and so on. So they can a little bit follow the journey. Super. And I'm in the north of Germany. Brilliant. 
Is there any sponsors that you would like to give a shout out to or any people that you would like to give a shout out to as well? Sponsors? Any brand you mean that I like? Mm -hmm. Anyone is sponsoring at the moment? Are you looking for sponsors? No, oh, well, I have Antares and I'm very happy with the saddles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very happy with the saddles. They support me now for three years. Yeah. I'm very lucky with them because the saddles, I think they are amazing. Not only because they sponsor me, also because, because I feel it. Mm -hmm. that they are really, really good, very good leather and very good seat and so on. I'm very happy. Um, and, and that's my, my main sponsor. Then I have my Spanish sponsor also. Mm -hmm. um in terms of brands and so on i don't have any like uh i like a lot the 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 gloves uh directly the, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. brand you know for sure okay. there is also the same yeah. i always like them and uh, at some point i would like to to have a collaboration with them i love it let's put it out there absolutely um, someone listens yeah but yeah i'm open i'm open to everything open i'm open situation. to everything at the end Different. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Esteban. Again, this was incredible to have this conversation with you. And uh, I am definitely going to plan a day to come over for a training camp. Are you as eager as me to hop on a training with Esteban after hearing his story? Then let me know, actually, because me and Esteban got talking and he's going to come over to the Netherlands pretty soon in October. So I am looking into organizing something where we can have trainings with Esteban. So if you would have been interested in that, let me know. And other than that, I'm going to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. See you on the next episode.